Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. See red Nation. See red What a, whoa, man. Whoa, I didn't whoa, know. Whoa, we started off on the wrong whoa. foot. Breeze Nation, what is good? It was the glasses. The glasses threw me off that you got on. I don't know what you, sunglasses in the house. What's good, y'all? Mm-hmm. It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Bears training camp. Cole Komet extension, Yannick Ngakwe interested in the Bears. We got so much to get into. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love as always. We jumping straight into this, John, man. Um, I mean, listen, today was a whirlwind of events. I was so excited to see kind of what being there and being able to see so many things that I think just aren't explained on video well. So we're going to break all of that down in training camp. As always, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports. Hi, Chicago talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us. As you can see, we're not in the studio right now. It's because we got sick of the lighting. No, I'm just playing. Uh, we trying to. We so gotta, we got to. We're sick of the lights. No, we got to. Uh, hey, listen, that drive from training camp back home is long. So we're going we gonna, to uh, chop it up in here with y'all. This way, um, I mean, listen, first things first, let's jump straight into it. Appreciate everybody. Cole Komet. Yes, yes. Four years, $50 million. And we talked about this on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. And, I mean, when you kind of look at what the uh, uh, um, deal is at its core – you look at next season and you start to have some questions, but you're hopeful. Cole Komet's a guy that had tw- seven touchdowns last season. He's going to get $20 million next year. That will make him the fourth highest paid tight end in the NFL. His guarantees, I believe, are also, uh, let me pull this up here, per court. Courtney Cronin, she tweeted this out earlier as at, right after we had left practice. Komet's four-year, $50 million extension has $1.55 million more in guaranteed money, um, 32.8 than the deal Jonu Smith signed a couple of days ago. $20 million in the first year is fourth among tight ends. And here's the part where, realistically, I, I get probably... I, I don't know what to say on this deal, right? Is that... This is Ryan Pohl's first multi-year extension. Right, right. Yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about a Khalil Mack. You're talking about a, a Roquan Smith. You're talking about all of these. Guys. He didn't even negotiate with Khalil. He got in and was like, take the money. Get up out of here. Uh, but Roquan Smith, right? Now you're coming up with Eddie Jackson, different guys like that. What are your thoughts on how Cole Komet ends up being Ryan Pohl's first multi-year extension um well i first off i just want to say this man uh shout out to him because he he's definitely uh totally put the work in i was the first one to say when it first when y'all first drafted him i said that was a good pickup and now he he's kind of he's kind of starting to put it all together right 
Yeah. So, so, so shout out to him for getting his bread. Um, listen, I, I, I think that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, how this works for them, how, how does how this works for them is that basically, you know, it, it's 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 four years fifty. Um, you you know he's he's getting the M, you know, t- tacked on to that. But you know, it, it's kind of what he talked about in his interview, right? Cole embodies and brings the things that you want to see um out of a Chicago Bear. And he also he also talked about um in his interview that you know he's that de- he's definitely you know turned around and you know they've he's put the work in on the field. So now you know it, it's it's time for him to get it's time for him to get paid. So um you know when it when it comes down to it it look it looks like this is going to be th- this is going to be his staple deal. Like it wasn't a bad deal, but he he also said they've been negotiating that since minicamp. So so clearly he wants to get these guys um like he wants to get these guys where he wants to get it out of the way because I think that now they're really just trying to focus on football. But yeah. I think he's got one of those staple deals out of the way now. It's so interesting to me because to me, I look at a guy like Cole Komet and, and not to say that he's bad or anything, but you want to know if, if he's going to be there. I talked about this on the Chicago Bears podcast on ESPN. Check that out today. Uh, you want to know if he's going to be the consistent guy. When you look at a guy like Cole Komet, though, he did lead the Bears in receptions last year, 50, led the Bears in receiving yards, 544, 544, led the Bears in receiving touchdowns in seven, his career high joining Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews as the only tight ends in the NFL to lead their team in all three categories. But when you hear the numbers, when you hear the stats, when you hear what it ends up being in the long run, you're kind of like, okay, like I'm... It's 544 yards, right? If we see those stats this season, we're not impressed by that anymore. And so for me, I'm looking at Cole Komet as, listen, now you got to be what you're being paid to be. You've got to be a top five tight end in this NFL. You're getting mm-hmm. paid next season as a top five tight end. And it, the one thing that I did, like, we, we, I was able to sit in on Cole Komet's press conference at Flex. I was able to sit in <laughs> for Cole Komet's press conference. Shout out to you. And, um, you know, they, they, they asked him basically, where do you feel like you've improved the most? Where do you feel like, or where do you feel like the next step is going to come for you, right? Where do you feel like that next step in your career now that you're being paid like this is going to come for you. And he said, listen, it's about getting better as a more all-around player. It's about getting better as a more all-around tight end. And he talked about how when he showed up here, right? Remember, we all talked about him for this. And he he wasn't a good blocker. But he also said it wasn't something I needed to do. It wasn't something I did in college when we got here with Nagy. Nagy was basically trying to make him Travis Kelsey. Right. And he ended up needing to be a blocker based on the fact that you had no offensive lineman that could stand in there and do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 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 lo- I'm looking at it. And, and, and like you said, uh, you know, I, I think that he's definitely looking to uh, in, in, improve um, in those areas, you know, be a better all around tight end. Because if you if you look at the guys like a Travis Kelsey, uh, if, if you look at the guys like a Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, you know, they do kind of the dirty work where it's always where, you know, when we sit back and look at the game, it's like, bro, how did you know, how did he wind up getting open? And it and it's and it's literally, you know, okay, chip block here, the way you get off the line. So I I, I think he's gonna, you know, look to improve in those areas. And the and I'm I'm gonna say this too, the way that 
Ryan Poles has been talking about this offensive line, specifically Darnell Wright. Yeah. Um, coming coming into this thing, you you could tell, bro. Like, hey, like listen, you it's, a- it's go it's going to make it's going to make Cole's job so much easier. Yeah. But 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 even even then, is he all all they all he pretty much said to me? I mean, well, all all everything that he pretty much. I got out of it was, you know, we're trying to get these guys on a regimen. We're trying to get these guys on a routine. He he, he talked about Darnell Wright. He he talked he talked about Justin. He talked about Justin. Like once once the all the offensive line gets right, that's gonna make Cole's job so much easier. And I'm I can tell like he cannot wait for you know us to get the actual football so you can see the product on the field because he's so high on these guys right now. Well, and it's not even him to me, right? Like the line is definitely going to help. I think that, but the fact that you've got Robert Tunyon, we talked to Matt or uh, Matt uh, <laughs> today and uh, I ain't going to lie to you to chat cookie for these glasses, I, which I, is hilarious because they've been hyping you up. Now I'm not going to lie to you. Y'all did this. Y'all made this monster. Y'all was hyping him up hey. about the glasses in the studio. Hey, hey, now he wearing the glasses at the crib. Y'all not on him just because it's Look. Mattress is sticking out a little bit in the corner over there. Don't mean that y'all can find my man. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so uh, first <laughs> off, he looks like Anderson Pack. Let's stop with everything else. Yeah, he looks yeah, like yeah, Anderson nah, Pack. It, nah, it's Anderson Pack. I can't unsee it, bro. You can't. Yeah, can nobody can unsee it. I blame you and Coach T for that. I'm not going to hey, lie. Anderson, I mean, listen, blame your face. Anyway, <laughs> but I just really feel like, right, oh, Coach Flutes was talking today at the podium and <laughs> And we asked him, they asked him about, you know, basically what is a, what is having Robert Tunyon with Cole Komet do with this offense? And Coach Flew said it flat out, mismatches, 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 mismatches. You're going to have so many times where either Robert Tunyon or Cole Komet or Chase Claypool, 6'4", or Darnell Mooney in the slot. Right. Are going to be single covered. There's you're gonna have to go one on one. They were going 12 man sets out there. You saw them practicing that today out on the field. Um, and I mean, when you watched it, it I mean, we can get into a little bit of training camp as well with this, right? Because that's really what we're here to do break down <laughs> training camp and see what it's gonna be. Um, when you see both of them and how they're utilizing it, and I see Num AZ said, I thought Komet was going to be the backup. I didn't realize how they were. I, I knew they were going to do some twin tight end, but when you see it, you see uh, 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 Tunyon out there kind of as the Y, right? Like, so he's he's doing a lot more movement than I thought he was going to be doing. And how he's going out there and just creating options for Justin Fields. And I mean, Justin Fields, looks literally like I have nothing but options in front of me and he's making quick decisions. He's making, he he's being precise with his decisions. There's a couple of balls that he threw out there that I literally looked at. And I, I mean, like maybe there was two passes today that I said, he should have been able to make that pass. You shouldn't have thrown that one. There's one pass where it, it was to Claypool on the right side. He forced it. He should have dirted it. He forced it. Um, it didn't end up getting picked off, just ended up getting knocked down. But those are things that sometimes happen in the game. I'm glad it's happening day one of training camp. We can get it out of the way, right? A coach should have been in his ear telling him basically, hey, that's not the move you want to, we want to see. That's not the play we want to see you making there, blah, blah, blah. But 
I think that more times than not, the fact that there were so many options and the one thing, the one thing that Justin Fields did today that I don't know if I, I haven't listened to any of the other podcasts. Um, I don't know if Justin is, or if this was talked about, but I saw Justin take the underneath route more times than not. He's going to be there. It's going to be there. It's, it's, it's and not, I think be that's there. the thing. It's, it's, it's going to be there. And, and, the, and the thing about it is, like, that's how you, even when you get into those longer situations, right, you talk about, like, uh, okay, let's say, for example, like a second and 15, and we need to get to, like, a third, and we need to get to, like, a third and seven, like a, th- a third and manageable at least. Yeah. You, you, you take that you take that underneath, you know, now, now, they got, now whoever you got in the backfield gets you five, seven, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 yards. So, I mean, it, it, it's things like that that, you you know, are, are just going to improve his game. And, and, the, and the other thing that Ryan Paul talked about as well, um, when, when they asked him about Justin, he wants him to work more, e- more efficiently because he says the thing, and, and I, I want to make sure I get this right, he said the thing that is most important that nobody talks about, the drive before, uh, I think is the drive before the end of the half, and uh, it's, it's it's the it's the drive before the end and a half, and and I I think I was going to get seven, and those are those are the things that you know he wants to see him improve on, and I I think you know with everything that you just talked about, even with the even with the Robert Tanyan movement, with him being in there, like what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> like like. Legit, legit. What are you? What are you gonna well, do? I mean, because that depends like- on. Here's the thing, right? And and you never take first off day one of training camp is shorts and pads. They still, they're still. I'm sorry, the day one of training camp is shorts and and t-shirts. Yeah. They're still not in pads. Um, he did say you gotta wait till they till they. You gotta wait till they're in pads, right? Because you can't up. see how the blocking is gonna go. You can't see like we can see kind of like the the semblances of what the blocking schemes are going to be here. But you can't really tell what anything is when you literally are looking at guys in T-shirts and shorts. Guys can move a lot more freely. There's not a lot of holding going on. We were seeing the refs out there throwing some flags and different things like that. But at the end of the day, it's just it's not real a real estimation of what's going to happen on the field. But there were times today where you saw um you know, Darnell Wright got beat one time. There was a time on the left side where uh, um, uh, uh, Braxton Jones ends up getting beat. And the question mark is right now, when all of these weapons are there, is that offensive line going to hold up for Justin Fields to be able to utilize them? That's everybody's question. That's the thing that we're still waiting to see. I think for the most part, it looked okay, but you're not seeing guys plugging holes right now. You're not seeing guys attack the same way as if, there's pads on or, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's a, it's basically a glorified walkthrough is what we saw today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not to say I'm not excited about it. I enjoyed it. I thought that it was good to see Justin Fields look as crisp as he did, how he attacked, how he made his, his moves, how quickly he made his decision-making, how good his footwork was. And the one thing that still stands true, and I think people need to understand this the most out of anything else, the one thing that still stands true is Justin Fields, even with protection, will still have times where he has to turn plays into an extended play. He can absolutely 
do that on a consistent basis. There's a couple of times the pocket's coming around him. He steps up, sidesteps. Now he's outside the pocket, throwing it to the right side. Boom, touched. I, I thought that there was some really good things to see today from Justin Fields. And the number one thing I saw, and Flus talked about this as well, was how comfortable certain guys were in their second year. Remember, remember last year, all we were hearing about was people just, hey, um, we got we got a, 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 a we got to run to every play. We got to run to the next set. We got to like full sprint, man. I'm telling you, they still running, but you can tell who's sprinting and who's not. Yeah, I mean, and 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 the thing the thing that stands out to me, um, especially this year from last year. Essentially, everybody's in their second year. Yeah. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. We talking about uh, we talking about polls, Getsy, yep. uh, like everybody's in their second year. But the the thing about it is that the polls are talking about con- continuity and comfort comfort comfortability. Comfortability. Yep, you had to work comfort, through it. Comfortability. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every everybody's getting it together and getting in a group, and I think that once everything fully comes together, you're going to see the full extent um, of this team. Now, now let, real quick before you go, I want to, I want because I want to ask you this question because we, we talked about the offensive line a little bit. Uh, now, now I know like you you only get three uh, preseason games, and you know last year we made a an, an entire fuss about the Cincinnati Bengals like not playing their uh their, their starting offensive line like the whole preseason, and they wind up making it to the NFC Championship game ballpark. Every everybody's healthy. You you get your full starting offensive line. How many games? Until the offensive line, I'm just talking offensive line. How many games until you believe that they gel together and and you can see this offense really getting going? I mean, realistically, it should be pretty quick, right? Your left side, I'm talking about from center to the left side is the same. Now, Mm -hmm. Evan Jenkins is in a different spot. Of course, he's going to be, you know, the left guard this year instead of the right guard. But I think that's going back to a natural side. It's going back to, remember, he was drafted as a left tackle. He's going back to the natural hand that he used on that left side. He's going back to, you know, the the steps that he had with the guard skills that he learned on the right side. It's almost like he gets to flip his brain back around and gets the opportunity to be on that left side. So I I don't expect it to take very long. Um, I think on the right side, though, you know, Nate Davis and Darnell Wright are the ones that you're kind of trying to get to come along as well. But the, the part that is so different from this season than last season, they've all been here. Even with the Bengals, yeah. I think guys got banged up in training camp last year. I think guys were banged up in OTAs last year as well. These guys have all been here, all five, starting five. You saw it. And, I mean, you, you saw it today at practice where – when these guys made us that there was one time where Braxton Jones ended up getting a false start. They didn't, they like put the flag up to let them know. Yes, that will be a flag in a regular game. But outside of that on day one, day one went as good as you can hope a day one's going to go. You didn't see a lot of penalties. I might've saw two flags thrown by the, the, the NFL officials that were there. You didn't see a lot of guys who were, um, 
who looked like they were having to repeat things over and over again. You didn't see a lot of guys who, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even see a ton of drop balls. I saw a couple of balls that were overthrown by some of the backup groups, but even like P.J. Walker and those guys out there, you can tell that they're just, again, that word, comfortable in this system. And so for me, I think that this is going to be a really, really good opportunity for the Chicago Bears to go out there and and uh, start this season especially with as many people who are in the second year of the season in a spot that we haven't started a season. I, I, I don't remember the last time we started a season this comfortable offensively. Yeah. Honestly. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Like every year, something changed. Every year, something was different. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. we, when is the last time that we saw this? When is the last time that we had something like this? I, 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 even the second year of Nagy, the offense was supposed to change because now Mitch can dig deeper into the playbook, <laughs> which didn't oh, happen man. either. You yeah, know what I mean? Hit that like button, subscribe to yeah. the page, man. Do talk Chicago sports yeah, daily yeah. on this channel. Only channel talk Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. Make sure you stay in tune with us, man. Yeah, man. That, uh, I mean, I mean, like I said, I, I think for me, this is one of the, I, I feel like this is the best possible. I want to. I want to say this is the best skill group that the Bears ever had offensive wise. Ah, uh, probably not. No, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett. Um, uh, who was our running back on that team? That wasn't Matt. No, before that, before no, before not even Bennett. Bennett wasn't even on that team. Who was? Who am I thinking? Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon. Oh, Marshall, was it the, uh, Jawan, Matt Forte, uh, Jawan Howard? Uh, um, I'm trying to was was Bennett Howard. our tight end? Martellus Bennett might have been our tight end on that team. That's probably Howard. still the best skill group that Howard, we had. Howard was a running back, I believe. But um, that's probably still the best skill group that we had. Yeah, but possibly realistically so. speaking. DJ, I'm going to tell y'all this right now. And I know that we're very, was that Langford? That might've been Langford. Sure, sure, might've been Langford. Sure, thank you. Um, I'm going to tell y'all this. I know that, and, and I'm going to say this right here. We've questioned it in minicamp. We questioned it in OTAs. We, we, we're now at training camp. And OTAs, DJ Moore and Justin Fields was legit. In many camp, DJ Moore and Justin Fields was legit. What I saw from DJ Moore and Justin Fields today, Chicago, prepare yourself for a quarterback wide receiver duo that you haven't seen before. And that is including a Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall duo. Because when I'm when I watch these guys, and I know it's just day one, things they're gonna have a bad day here and there. Like it's gonna come. Pause. But when I watch what these two can do together, there's going to be so much focus on DJ Moore that other guys are just going to have no choice but to be good. That's how good he is. He had a play today down the right sideline. Justin Fields extended. I think the Bears tweeted it out. DJ Moore, Justin puts it up. DJ Moore falling in the back of the end zone. It's in the perfect spot. 
And it's like Baki just tweeted me this video. I saw this video a little bit right before we went live. Ladanian Tomlinson talking about why Trevor Lawrence is is lower than Justin Fields on this. It's because he he basically said Trevor Lawrence cannot do what Justin Fields can do with his legs, but Justin Fields can throw the ball like Trevor Lawrence hundred and ten percent. Justin Fields can throw. That's true. You're tweaking if you don't think he can. Like my God, like, this man. What I saw today, and the the thing that I wanted to see was and and J Mac. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. He articulated this so elegantly. When we were sitting up there talking, he literally said, not on the podcast, this is just watching him. He said, I haven't seen Justin Fields double pump. I haven't seen him take his time. I mean, he's just making decisions. Boom, boom, boom. I got my guy, got my guy, or I'm taking off. And we didn't see him take off at all. And that, that is an option here. I mean, it's still it's still practice, right? But, like, right. you still can go. He, he Standing in there, boom. Now, there were some plays that I was like, he probably getting hit there. I'm not going to lie to you. The, the player that I'm concerned about right now at least, and I'm not concerned deeply by anybody right now early on, but there was some blocks with Khalil Herbert that I was like, hey, man, like I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the game plan is on you blocking, but it don't look like it got too much better. But you again, you can't see that without pads on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I just think and, – <laughs> And this is the crazy part about that. Just, 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 just to take it even further, bro. NFL Top 100 comes out. You you made a video on this. He makes 86. The players around the league, the players around the league know that he didn't have the help. Yep. So what do you think is about to happen now that this man got the help? Yep. It's going to be a problem. It's, it's finna be a problem, dude. Like, I, 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 man, like, like this is why I, I just, I just look at it and it's one of those things where me and you were talking about it in the car. This, this dude is on a mission and it, and it's lit and it's literally like, he, he, he has this thing where he's like, okay, you said I was running back. You said I was running back. This person said I can't throw. All right, just just wait till we get the weapons. Now that now that he got the full the whole entire smorgasbord, bro. The the dude is about like ball ballpark. I'm not gonna lie, cause I'm so hyped. If they not coming out the twenty five a game, 20, 20, 25 a game is like what is is what they should be putting up. Are you talking that, about offensively? Yeah. yeah. I'm 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 so, I'm so I I I truly I truly believe that, but I I I truly believe that. There's there's no, no doubt in my mind that they could they could do that with ease. Yeah. I mean I I, I just 
to me, right, when I when I look at a guy, when I look at what this Bears offense can be, it is really dependent on what Darnell Wright's going to be, what the, what this left side of the line. To me, I still, I told you, my biggest question mark is Braxton Jones. My biggest question mark is what is Braxton Jones going to be able to do? How much is he improved? Is he still in his, is, is his technique improved? I know he worked with Olin Krutz this offseason, and Olin basically came out and said, listen, I had to tell the kid one thing, and... After that, you know, he was every time I told him something, he got it immediately. But my biggest question mark comes with the offensive line. My biggest question mark comes with what are you going to be able to do to keep Justin Fields upright? But even with all of that, I'm telling y'all the DJ Moore connection is going to work because Justin Fields can move. And this is the part that I think enough. uh, there's not enough people talking about. To me, when I look at what we've added to the offense, you've got a wide receiver that has had success with literal doo-doo water. So if he's had success with that, and at a minimum, we think Justin Fields is okay, then... Why wouldn't Justin Fields be able to have success with this guy? Why wouldn't Justin Fields be able to go out absolutely. and, you know, absolutely? And, and, and this be, is the thing. be able to go out and get wins while you still got Darnell Mooney on the team. You still got Chase Claypool on the team. You still got Cole Komet, who's now signed for four more years. You now added Robert Tunyon. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think the thing that I, I, I love the most to hear from the guys like Dustin's like, nah, I'm 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 going to throw for four thousand yards this season. Like that they, they, they was talking about today when uh when when, when Ryan Pauls gets in a room, they was talking about Darnell Wright. They they seen Darnell Wright, they're talking to Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright's like, hey, nah, it's it's all it's about to be all pro Darnell Wright. Yeah, but, I saw that. I saw that. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was laughing at that a little bit. Like, like, but I, I get I, it though. I, I, I like the I like the confidence. The, here's I, the weird part about all of it: the Chicago Bears are confident in what they're putting together. I feel like that hasn't happened. Like, there's always been the hey, we're gonna go out there and we're we're gonna get better every day. No, that's not best. what Justin Fields is saying. That's not what DJ Moore is saying. That's not what people around these guys are talking about. That's not what. Uh, uh, when they're talking about what this offense is going to be able to do. They're sitting here just telling you, just wait and see. We've all seen the connection. We've all seen how how this is going to you know play out. There's a reason that Justin Fields is saying he's going to be the first 4,000-yard passer. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's so... Those are the things to me that when I look at... I'm not sitting here and being the guy who is taking just the player's word for it. It's like you said when you talked about the um, the the NFL top 100. The players that are voting on it are telling you that this guy's dangerous with his arm and his leg. The players that are voting that are playing against him are telling you that you can't stop him. And coming off of a season where he was literally getting everything that he he wanted uh, 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 or that he needed to go out there and get wins taken away from him. 
So off a season that you had literally nothing, the players are sitting here telling you, oh, my God, we, we don't know. He's about to be a problem. We, he, we don't know how to stop him. Now you're going to add to it? All right, man. So I'm telling y'all, the DJ Moore to Justin Fields connection is going to be 110% real. I was watching those two today at practice, and when you see just how improved Justin Fields' decision-making is, when you see how efficiently he's getting the ball down the field, how quickly he's getting the ball down the field. There's a couple of times even, right, where he's delivering the football in a pass even though in a real life situation he probably would have took a shot there throwing a ball. I still I I still there's just you can't tell a ton without pads and stuff on, but you can just tell that that symmetry is already there. And 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 the, and the crazy part about it is right, like Mooney's Mooney's still in his offense. Like if if, if Mooney like if Mooney's healthy as well. Because uh, uh, Pose also said that, you know, him and him and Claypool are ramping up. Um, you, you know, like uh, once they're done, they'll get the reports back and they'll, and they'll uh, go from there is what he said. Yeah. But um, like, like once, he get, once he gets healthy, you got to report with him there as well. So it, it's legit. Like if, if you don't – and this is the thing. Sometimes I, I, I guess some people take – training camp and the stuff they hear out of training camp with a grain of salt, but literally the, the sky is the limit. If you don't think that this team will be able to crack 30 e- easily with, 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 with the stuff they're putting together and, and, and the guys that are coming back in this second year, bro, I, bro, I don't know what to say. You don't want, you don't want to see the bears succeed. You don't, you don't want to see the bears succeed. I, I, I I'm de- that's just my theory on that, man. But it is definitely bro. Good, good, good problems to have. Just good to, problems to have. Good problems to have to say that this is to say that this is day one, and these are the reports. Yeah. Nah. No, nah, good crazy. problems to have for sure. Um, here's another thing that I thought was an interesting bit of news that we got today. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm sourcing this right here. And by the way, appreciate you guys for tuning in with the 70 people up in this mug. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. I know that this is uh Listen, this is we're getting a daily show back cracking. We're going to be live Monday through Friday. I think six o'clock is probably going to be the go to time for most of us. Um, maybe a little bit earlier on Thursdays, but outside of that, I think six o'clock pretty much is going to be our go to time to go live. But, um, per Chris Emma from 670 to score, free agent defensive end Yannick Ngakwe is interested in signing with, guess who? (laughs) The Chicago Bears. When you hear that, when you hear that Yannick Ngakwe is showing interest in signing with the Bears, where do you lean more so? Are you more on the side of Yannick Ngakwe sees a future here with this team, or are you on the side of um, Yannick Ngakwe realizes who can pay him the most money, and that's why he's he's most interested in being a part of something as training camp begins. Because remember, we thought we were going to get uh, uh, a what's it called? We thought we were going to get a uh, uh, edge rusher signed before training camp, based on Ryan Pohl's conversation with Black and Abdallah from ESPN One Thousand. Yeah on uh, uh um you know where he basically says listen so we're trying to get something we're going to get something done sooner than later i think that um you know ryan poles is like you know the return of christ 
um, sooner than later uh, is on his timeline, not ours. Our sooner may not be his sooner. I was a little... <laughs> so, soon, soon, right soon, before the season. Soon. I mean, listen. What do you th- what do you think about Yannick Ngakwe wanting to be here? How do you feel like uh, th- this this Bears team is going to get this done? Um, I think I think it'll be a good get. I mean, I do think that he's a bit of a uh, you know you know he's kind of turned he's kind of tried to turn himself into that uh, Darrell Revis. I, I'm that guy. You're going to give me 15 million, and then I'm gonna produce for you, and then I'm I'm gonna be out. But um, as it as it goes in the in the in the short term goal of things, he's paired back up with Matt Eberflus. Not only that, um, I think you guys talked about it either either yesterday or the, or the day before when I was there. It, it's it's going to help the team. Like yeah. that, there, there's an assortment of guys who had you know. Three sacks here, three sacks here, seven sacks here. It's it's all going to – the vets on the line is not only going to improve the room but improve the players on that D-line um, when, when they get out there on the field. And then that also gives you the pass – that also gives you um, the, one, the one pass rusher you need. So then now – when you talk about oh like uh you know Eddie Eddie Jackson needs to be a ball ha- ball hawk or Jaquan Brisker uh, needs to be a ball hawk or you're talking about uh Kyler Gordon co- coverage like that that that's all that's all gonna help out so I think that if if you do sign him it'll be a plus for how long we don't know but in the short term um of things I think it's a W because everything falls in line like he's already played here and he's got that familiar familiarity. Here's why you need to go get a guy like Yannick Ngakwe. I think Demarcus Walker is good. I think Demarcus Walker is actually going to show you some really good things this season. I think that he's going to be. I think no matter what, he's a leader on this team. Still, still a younger guy. Uh, what is Demarcus Walker? Twenty nine, I believe. Um, I think. I think he was one of the other guys that was still under thirty, maybe twenty eight even. Um, but Demarcus Walker got his seven sacks, being a two. And so 28, 28, 28, 28 for DeMarcus Walker. He got his seven sacks being a two. And that's not a slight. It's still seven sacks in the NFL. That's a good season. But he got his seven sacks not being the best player on that defense. And now he's the best player on that defense, which means can you replicate those seven sacks when you're getting double teamed, when you're getting chipped, when you're getting ran off the line, when you all of those things, right? You sign Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker can still be the same guy that he was last year. I don't have to worry about potential. I don't have to worry about hope. I don't have to worry about... You sign Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker gets to be who he was last season because now Yannick Ngakwe takes all of that pressure. You sign Yannick Ngakwe, now I got two pass rushers that at a minimum can get to the quarterback, and that's going to help the guy who I just paid a bunch of money to and Tremaine Edmonds in the backfield, turning him back into the player that he was in Buffalo, which makes your defense overall better. Oh, by the way, if Tremaine Edmonds is good, that's going to make TJ Edwards job a lot easier, including Jack Sanborn in that as well. And we've seen what happens to DBs. If you get pressure on the quarterback versus if you don't. And I, I think I think the thing that you got to take into account about that, right, is uh, like e- even the year that the Bengals went to the ball, that they only had one pass rusher. Yeah. 
the thing about it is he was getting home so frequently. The third, the third down, their third down defense was phenomenal, and nobody, nobody talked about it. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's another thing that you can kind of add on to that. If you know, uh, Yannick and Gua- Yannick and Nick. Hey, bro! I didn't heard it said so many different ways. Courtney I'm, always says yo, unique in Gakwe. In Gakwe, oh. Jason always says yeah. yeah. I, I forget what Jason said. Jason be butchering some names. I ain't gonna lie. Man, no, um, names hey, on there. hey, he be like Jaquan Brisker. Yeah. I be like, dang, you ain't uh-huh. black as heck, bro. Like, <laughs> but I'm just that. Here's the thing for me. At the end of the day, it's it's. Are you the part that I hate that Chicago teams often do is we get guys who were good in other situations, but we don't replicate the situation that allowed them to be good. Mm. I've said this multiple times this offseason. I think that if you go get a Yannick Ngakwe, you add that to Demarcus Walker, Andrew Billings still on that line. Now you're allowing hopefully Javon Dexter and uh, and or Zach Pickens to have an easier time coming up the middle. But of course, Justin Jones is there, who also was a nice run stopper out in San Diego or out in L.A., I should say. Um, Right. You're just adding that piece. Now, the real question is, how much is the price? The one thing that we know about Ryan Poles, as much as Yannick Ngakwe has an interest in signing here, that doesn't mean he has an interest in making less money here on a multi-year deal. If you're talking about overpaying, we know that Ryan Poles is not going to do that. We know that Ryan Poles is not going to deviate from the plan, and he's not going to take that big swing that most teams have taken to try and go get this guy. He's not going to take that Ryan Pace move of going and getting a guy like Khalil Mack. No, nah, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm looking at it, and I mean, to to be honest, it's like you said. I mean, it, it it's got to be for the right price. I mean, the the last couple of years, I mean, he he's been a mercenary for hire. I mean, as long as as long as he's not calling you, telling you, uh, you know, what's it? Um, as long as he's not calling you, telling you, he's like, yo, I want that, I want that Chris Jones deal that he's talking about. Give me that thirty million a year. No, like, uh, you know, as long as it's not too crazy and it fits within his timetable, because I think that, you know, he's trying to get, I pose, pose, I mean, he's trying to get everything done under his time, but in an efficient manner. So I think he's, he's going to try to look at it, but if, you know, uh, and, and is trying to, you know, kind of hardball him in a sense, he's, he's probably just going to move on because it, as much as it is a good get, he doesn't sound like he wants to be playing around with this for too long. Yeah. So we'll see what it turns into, man. I, I think that, and here's, here's the part for me that you, I mean, here's the main thing that you have to ask realistically is what you have here good enough for you to feel like your team is going to be able to, your defense is going to be able to help Justin Fields. At the end of the day, this is all to do what? It's all to help Justin Fields. And I think that with the pass rush you currently have, you can't say that. You can't feel confident about that. Does that mean that you'll never be able to feel confident about that? No, 100% not. We already know that, right? But I would, I'm not going to lie to you. I could see the Bears going the Justin Houston route because I think Justin Houston probably comes a lot cheaper, gives you that leadership. He's one of, you know. 
and he's a one-year, two-year thing. You can build a draft class in a spot that he had, possibly. You can go out and make a draft pick on, okay, we want him to replace Justin Houston at some point. True. True. Now, if you go get Yannick Ngakwe, do you have that guy for sure? Yeah, you do. You got a 10, a 10 and a half to nine sack guy every season. You do. But how long is that going to last? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, he he's literally, like I said, he's trying to get in where he fits in um, and Gakwe is. But at the same time, it's like Poles has come out and been very sure of himself, very stern about, you know, um, you, you know what he wants. And I, I seriously like I, I think that he he's gonna take a deep look into it, but he's gonna be like, look, if if you plan around with me and by the time you know, say the Hall of Fame game or something like that rolls around, I don't know. He he's not my point is he's not gonna play around with this that much longer. So I think you may see, um, like to your point, I think you may see a Justin Houston. You you may not you may not be able to get a Yannick Ngakwe. Um, and that'll that'll suck, but you still get a vet presence in a locker room. He's been he's been around, so he'll be able to teach a Demar- uh, Demarcus Walker a thing or two, a Zach Pickens, um, a thing or two, and maybe you know a Jaquan Brisker might be able to pick up on some of those things because you know he had a decent amount of sacks last season. So you know it I, all depends I, I don't want on my safety leading the way in sacks no more. True. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't want my safety leading the way in sacks. But hey, let us know how you guys feel in the comments below. We really do appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us on another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. We are back and better than ever dropping this on the podcast side as well. We'll also have more content coming out. If any news breaks throughout the night, hey, that's another episode, man. Ringo. Good times, man. Take the good times. Y'all stay safe out there. As always, Chicago, follow us on everything at Pat the Designer, at Stefan Nadon. I don't even know how to do yours. Yours is weird. It's a three in there somewhere. Just replace the E with a three. Follow me at Pat the Designer. Follow him at Stefan Nadon1. Ayo, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Peace. Peace.